0: So often, we with diabetes especially, we have experiences. We feel burnt out. We feel anxious. And then we judge ourselves for feeling that way. And that just makes the feeling worse. It just makes us feel more stressed out, more burnt out when we judge ourselves. And it becomes this endless cycle of feeling and judging and then feeling worse. What would happen if we were able to just pay attention to what you're experiencing? welcome to the diabetes psychologist podcast i'm your host dr mark Heyman, and i invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes we'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head-on reduce your stress and most importantly live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way Hi, and welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. Today, we're going to be talking all about mindfulness and type 1 diabetes and how you can use mindfulness as a tool to help you manage the stress around type 1 diabetes and maybe even help you to manage your diabetes better. We throw around the word mindfulness an awful lot, but we don't really talk about what mindfulness is and specifically what it has to do with type 1 diabetes. So in this episode, we're going to spend some time talking about what mindfulness is and how you can use it in your own life. And we're going to talk about the relationship between mindfulness and type 1 diabetes. And then I'm going to end by giving you five ways that you can use mindfulness in your life with type 1 diabetes to help you manage your stress and gain flexibility in your life so that diabetes doesn't hold you back. Let's start by talking about the basics of mindfulness. The definition of mindfulness is paying attention to your experience in the present moment without judging it. There's two things that I want to point out here. One is the present moment and paying attention to what's going on for you right now. Not in the past, not in the future, but right now. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What sorts of physical sensations do you have? What sorts of emotions do you have? and also you want to do that without judging the experience so often we with diabetes especially we have experiences we feel burnt out we feel anxious and then we judge ourselves for feeling that way and that just makes the feeling worse it just makes us feel more stressed out more burnt out when we judge ourselves and it becomes this endless cycle of feeling and judging and then feeling worse what would happen If we were able to just pay attention to what you're experiencing, right now I'm feeling anxious, right now I'm feeling burnt out, right now I'm feeling sad, right now I'm having the thought that diabetes is going to be so hard today, but just noticing those things and not putting any kind of judgment or story on top of them. And that's what mindfulness is. Just being here in the present and experiencing whatever happens for you, but just noticing it and not putting any more meaning on it than there needs to be. Here's the thing. Research shows that we spend a lot of time in our head. And what that means is we spend a lot of time judging ourselves and analyzing things and thinking things and getting wrapped up in our thoughts. Those things happen in our head in the past or in the future. So if you're worried about what's gonna happen tomorrow and you're ruminating about that, that's happening in the the future. If you're thinking about what happened yesterday and how you should have done something differently or how it could have gone better or how you made this mistake, those thoughts are happening in the past, but you can't do anything in the past or the future. The only time you can do do something is in the present moment. When you're in the past or in the future in your mind, that increases your stress. There's no doubt about it. But when you're in the present moment, you may feel stressed, but that's something that you can handle. I read a really interesting research study recently where they asked people to record all of their thoughts and what they were thinking at certain times. And what they found was 47% of the time, people's minds were not in the present moment. They were in the past or they were in the future. 47% of the time, that's almost half the time, people weren't actually present where they were. They were physically present, but they weren't mentally present. Think about the power if you were able to be mentally present more. Now, I know that you can't be mentally present all the time. That's just not possible. But what if you were able to take that number from 50% to 60% or 70%? How would that benefit you and how would that benefit your stress? And how would that give you the ability to manage your stress around diabetes even better? Now, you may be saying, oh, that's all great. But you may be asking, what does mindfulness have to do with diabetes? And how on earth are they related to each other? The answer is, mindfulness has a lot to do with type one diabetes. Think about how much time you spend thinking about or worrying about type one. You're thinking about what happened yesterday and why, why your blood sugars were so high, what, why you made that decision about what you're gonna eat. Or you're worried about tomorrow, you're going to the, you're gonna, maybe you have a trip planned to Disneyland And you're thinking and planning and worrying about how you're going to navigate around Disneyland with diabetes. How are you going to choose which foods to eat? How are you going to wait? What are you going to do if you are waiting in line and something happens? And you get all stressed and worried about that. When those things happen, when you're stressed and burnt out and worried about what's going to happen in the future or what happened in the past, you're in your head. And of course, thinking about type one diabetes and managing diabetes, and planning about what's going to happen in the future is necessary. When we grab onto our negative thoughts and emotions and experiences, that becomes a problem. When you're not able to be in the present moment because you're lost in the future, you spend so much time worrying about it that you cannot take action, that's where it becomes a problem. Let me give you an example. Emily just graduated from high school, and she's on her way to college. Emily is really worried about how she's gonna manage diabetes at college, how she's gonna talk to her roommate about diabetes, how she's gonna be able to navigate diabetes and dating and all of these things. Now those are really common worries and things that are important to think about. But what's happening for Emily is these thoughts are consuming her. She's constantly thinking about them and they're taking her away from actually experiencing her summer at home before she goes to college. She wakes up in the morning and she's not actually present mentally. She's just thinking about how am I gonna what's gonna happen in college and kind of going through all kinds of scenarios in her mind. Now, Emily is obviously anxious. She's having a lot of stress and anxiety about going to college with diabetes. But instead of noticing that stress and just recognizing it for what it is, she grabs onto it and she makes it part of who she is. She says, I'm stressed and I'm worried. And it, it it consumes her. And I wonder what would happen if Emily were able to just notice that she's stressed. It doesn't make the stress go away. Noticing the stress allows her to separate herself a little bit from it. So she can say, yeah, right now I'm stressed, but I'm still going to be present right now with my family before I go to school. I'm still going to be able to do the things that I want to do at school in the summer, as opposed to having the thoughts about college, consuming her all the time. Emily's having a really hard time being mindful and being present in this moment because she's so worried about the future and she gets trapped in her mind in the future as opposed to being able to be present. It's in the present moment Emily can actually plan for the future. By being in her mind in the future, she has a really hard time actually making plans because she's just so worried about things. That's an example of how mindfulness can be helpful In diabetes management. If Emily were able to to notice the fact that she's stressed and not grab onto it, but just notice it, that would give her a lot more flexibility in her life. It would give her the ability to make plans, but it would also give her the ability to be here with her friends and family before she goes to school. And then once she goes to school, it'll give her the opportunity to actually be present in her classes, in her dorm, with her friends I also want to take a minute and talk about what mindfulness is not when we're talking about type 1 diabetes. Because we talk about people getting trapped in their heads and people noticing their thoughts and noticing their experience, but that can be misinterpreted and what that means in terms of diabetes management. So, a couple of things that, di- that mindfulness is not with type 1 diabetes. First, mindfulness is not watching your blood sugar and doing nothing. It's not noticing your blood sugar is high and saying, oh, that's nice, my blood sugar is high. <laughs> that's not what mindfulness is. It's also not getting rid of negative emotions and feelings. You're gonna feel burnt out sometimes with diabetes. You're gonna feel anxious. You may even feel depressed. And being mindful is not getting rid of those things. That's actually not the goal of mindfulness at all. The goal of mindfulness is observing those experiences and those feelings without judging them. It's okay to feel burnt out, it's not comfortable. But it's okay. It's a natural reaction to the stress of diabetes. And when you're mindful, you have the opportunity to just observe those things and not try to get rid of them. Because as we talked about before, when you try to get rid of things and try to control things, it doesn't work. On that note, mindfulness is also not trying to control things you can't control. Mindfulness is actually the ability to tell the difference and to recognize what you can control and do it. And also having the ability to recognize what you can't control and be able to let that go, and understand that that's not gonna be comfortable, but recognizing that it's not comfortable, but doing it anyway. Now, it's not enough to talk about mindfulness as a theoretical concept. In order to really understand mindfulness, you have to put it into practice. I'm gonna give you four strategies that you can use right now to start practicing mindfulness as part of your diabetes management. Keep in mind, the goal of this, and the goal of mindfulness, is not to feel less stressed, not to feel less burnt out with your diabetes. And so having that expectation is not realistic. The goal here is to be present with whatever you're feeling as you're managing diabetes. And hopefully by doing that, you will actually feel less stressed because you'll find that you're not getting wrapped up into the experience. You're just simply noticing what's going on for you now and nothing more than that. So strategy number one, you can be mindful while you're checking your blood sugar. And this is true whether you're using a CGM or whether you're using finger sticks, doesn't matter. Think for a minute about what happens for you when you check your blood sugar and you see an unexpectedly high number. So I checked my blood sugar recently and it was 257. And I'll tell you, man, I was mad. I was really, really frustrated because I wasn't expecting a number that high, but also like I didn't feel great. And I was, I thought that I had taken enough insulin for my lunch, but I didn't. And my mind wandered, my mind got, I, I started going over and over in my mind. What happened? Why, why do I feel this way? I'm so, I was frustrated and I was angry and, and I was very much in my head at, in that moment. This happened to all of us. We start judging ourselves because our blood sugars are high or because we're feeling a certain way when our blood sugar is high. We get this emotional charge when we see that high number. It's really frustrating. But what would happen if you could check your blood sugar, and you could have that reaction, and you just notice the reaction. You say, right now my blood sugar is high, and right now I'm feeling frustrated. And leave it at that. Nothing more, nothing less. Just recognizing what you're experiencing when that happens. That's what mindfulness while checking your blood sugar is. Because the emotional charge of the blood sugar reading is there, but what fuels that emotional charge isn't the blood sugar reading, but it's your reaction to it. If you're able to notice that reaction and just experience it without judging it, without doing anything more than just noticing it, it can help to calm it down. It can help to make it less charged. So how do you make this happen in real life? Next time you check your blood sugar, do these two things, especially when your blood sugar is high. Say to yourself, my blood sugar is whatever it is. My blood sugar is 257 and I am feeling anxious. My blood sugar is 372 and I'm feeling angry. And just label those things. Label the number and label your experience and your reaction to it and nothing more. Move on. If you find yourself coming back to that after you check your blood sugar cup, you find yourself thinking about it again, just notice your thinking. I'm noticing that I'm thinking about my blood sugar and how upset I was. Notice that experience and then move on. Mindfulness is a matter of noticing. Noticing what's happening for you at any given time. And checking your blood sugar is a perfect opportunity for you to notice your experience. And here's another benefit. When you notice your experience of having a high blood sugar, but you don't grab onto that feeling and those thoughts, that gives you a lot of flexibility. It gives you the flexibility to take action. If you get wrapped up in your thoughts and your feelings, it's actually really hard to manage your blood sugars because you're not present. But if you're present, you say, right now, my blood sugar is 257 and I'm feeling upset. You have the ability to take action because you're actually in the moment. And taking action makes you feel empowered, makes you feel like you have some control over the situation, which is exactly what you're looking for in the first place. Another opportunity to be mindful of diabetes are those times when you just don't feel well. You know, when your blood sugar is high and you're feeling lethargic, you're feeling sluggish, maybe even you're, you're just you're feeling a little bit sick. And it's really easy at those times to start ruminating and start judging yourself around that experience. You know, with diabetes, unfortunately, sometimes you may not feel well. I certainly have those days when I don't feel well because my blood sugar is high, and those are going to happen. But what would happen if you were able just to notice that feeling? Notice the physical feeling, which is not fun, but also notice the emotional feeling. So often when when our blood sugar is high, We start judging ourselves for that experience. You know, I should have done something differently yesterday. I can't believe I don't know how to manage my diabetes. And you get wrapped up in all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of emotions that really can be toxic. And that takes the experience of having high blood sugar from uncomfortable to unbearable when you get in your head about it. So what would happen if you were able to stay in the present moment and be able to Observe what you're experiencing, both physically and emotionally. Again, by doing that, you give yourself the opportunity to take action, to take action, to give yourself insulin, to be able to take care of yourself, to drink fluids, and hopefully the opportunity to get better and to feel better quickly. Remember, mindfulness is about being able to differentiate between the things you have control over and the things you don't have control over. You don't have control necessarily about how you feel physically or emotionally in the moment. When your blood sugar is high, that's especially true. But what you do have control over is your behavior. You have the ability to take insulin. You have the ability to drink fluids. You have the ability to do lots of things behaviorally that can then influence your how you feel physically and as well as how you feel emotionally. And so by being mindful, you give yourself the opportunity to empower yourself to take those actions while also observing what you can't control and being okay with that. One thing with diabetes that I know that I don't have any control over, although I really wish that I did, was what happens around other people and what other people think about me and how other people treat me because I have diabetes. So often I hear from people who are so worried about being perceived as being weak or being different. Or having people having people make negative comments about their diabetes. And that really makes them feel trapped. That makes them feel very self-conscious. And it makes them feel like they can't be flexible and manage their diabetes in the way that they really need to. What ends up happening is they hide diabetes or they're they don't manage diabetes well because they're on other people. They're worried about what's gonna happen if they do that. That makes them really inflexible in their behavior. We certainly can't control what other people say or how they behave around us. And unfortunately, sometimes people are going to react negatively to you having diabetes, and certainly you have ways to be able to respond to that, but we can't control them. But what we can do is be mindful of our experience and what we're feeling around other people and what they may be thinking or saying to us, and then respond in our behavior in whatever way we want to. Let me tell you a quick story. Jeremy is a business guy, and he travels on a pretty regular basis. He's on a plane probably at least once a week. And Jeremy's challenge is he is really self-conscious about taking insulin and checking his blood sugar in front of other people. He's so concerned about how they're going to respond to him and what they're going to think about him. In his day-to-day life, that's not a really big deal. He's been able to navigate around it. But when he's on an airplane every week, and his blood sugar goes high or he wants to have some food on the plane. He doesn't really have much choice. He feels really trapped. He doesn't want to give himself insulin in his seat. And so he has to get up and go to the bathroom to give himself insulin. But the problem is, is sometimes there's a line at the bathroom. Sometimes the fastened seatbelt sign is on and he can't go to the bathroom. So he believes that he doesn't have the ability to manage his diabetes when he's on an airplane because he can't do it in front of other people. He's very firm in that belief. And he and sometimes it's just too much trouble to get up to go to the bathroom. By being mindful about his experience, that can really help Jeremy. By recognizing the fact that he is embarrassed, because that's the reality, he's embarrassed. There's not a whole he can do about that in the moment. But when I was working with Jeremy, I asked him, is it possible for you to feel embarrassed And still take out your insulin pen and give yourself a shot? And he looked at me and he's like, well, I guess it's possible, but I don't really want to. And that's not the question that I asked. The question that I asked is, is it possible? Is it possible for you to notice your embarrassment, but still behave in a different way? And that's what mindfulness is all about. Noticing what you're experiencing, but not allowing that feeling or those thoughts to drive your behavior. Mindfulness is a way of separating your thoughts and your experiences from your behavior. And what would happen if that were possible? So for Jeremy, once we were able to work together for a little while, it was possible for him to feel very self-conscious about giving himself a shot in his seat, but doing it anyway. And guess what? As he was able to get, get comfortable doing that, or get used to doing that at least, he realized that no one even noticed that he was giving himself a shot on the plane. It didn't even occur to anybody except for him. And that gave him even more confidence. So being mindful really made him more comfortable and actually decreases anxiety, not by being mindful, but by by actually being able to behave and trying things out, testing things out and see how they went. That gave him more flexibility to be able to manage diabetes around other people and see What would happen? See the one that he can handle the embarrassment, but also see what their reaction would be. Finally, you can practice mindfulness with diabetes when you're making food choices. I don't know about you, but whenever I have cookies or chips in my house, I have a really hard time saying no to those things. Like I feel like they're like a magnet drawing me closer to them. Or when I'm at a restaurant, you know, and the choice is between a salad or a hamburger. I love my hamburgers, and so it's really hard for me to make that choice to say no or to choose a healthier option. There are a couple ways that you can be mindful while you're eating. One is in the way that you're making food choices and what you're choosing to eat. You may have a big desire to have that second cookie or that hamburger, and you can be mindful of that. Notice that that is what your desire is. If you want to choose it, go right ahead. Mindfulness has no interest in the choices that you make, as long as the choices that you're making are your own, as opposed to your cravings or your desires. And so if you're able to notice and recognize that you have a choice and that you can make that choice and recognize the reason why you're making that choice, that's a mindful decision. If you make the decision to have whatever food you have without really thinking about it, it's just an automatic choice, that's a good sign that you're not being mindful. But the other way you can be mindful of food is while you're eating. Think about last time you were at the movie theater and you had a big bowl of chips or popcorn in front of you. And all of a sudden, before you know it, that bowl is gone. Like you've eaten everything in there. That's an example of eating mindlessly. What would happen if instead of doing that, you still had that big bowl of popcorn, but you ate each piece of popcorn one at a time? And you really notice what you're eating. You notice what the flavor was. You notice what it smelled like. You notice what it tasted like. You notice what it felt like in your hands. You notice the consistency and the texture and the temperature and all of those different things. My guess is that you would enjoy the popcorn in a very different way. And you might even eat less of it. You can be mindful as you eat. So often we just eat without thinking about it, which makes it a whole lot harder to bowl us correctly for our food. But also, we don't have the opportunity to enjoy our food. So next time you're eating, be mindful not only of what you're eating and be able to make the choice for what you want to eat, whether it's a high-carb choice or a low-carb choice, I don't really care as long as you're making the choice. But then also be able to notice what the experience of eating is like. By eating mindfully, hopefully, you'll be able to enjoy your food, but also you'll be able to moderate how much you're eating. And you'll be able to actually make the choice about when to stop. And that's guaranteed to be beneficial for your blood sugars and your diabetes management. So in the next 24 hours, I want you to choose at least one of those strategies and make the commitment to give it a try, to be able to practice mindfulness with your diabetes management in one of those four ways, whether it's when you check your blood sugar, when you're not feeling well, when you're around other people and your experience around other people, or when you're eating. And see how that works. See what you notice. I think that you may learn something new about yourself and about your experience with diabetes, and hopefully you'll give yourself some more flexibility and make things a little bit easier. So how do you get started? The thing about mindfulness is it doesn't just happen. You actually have to practice it. It's a skill that you have to learn. And so to learn that skill, you have to be intentional about it. You have to say, I'm going to be mindful today. You're not just going to be mindful because you think about being mindful. You're going to be mindful when you're intentional, and that's why people actually sit down. They do they do mindfulness practices every day. They sit down for ten minutes and they're mindful because what that does is it gives it it builds that muscle and gives them the experience that they need. They need where they can then use mindfulness in their daily lives. And so being being intentional about it in your diabetes management is going to be really helpful here. I would really encourage you to set set a reminder for yourself or leave yourself a note next to your blood glucose meter or in your kitchen to be mindful. Because trust me, you'll probably forget. You will be mindless in forgetting to be mindful. And so setting a reminder for yourself is a great way to be intentional. And the third thing I would recommend is practice when things aren't stressful. So for example, checking your blood sugar, you don't have to have a high blood sugar to be mindful with it you can check your blood sugar, it can be a perfect 100. And you can be mindful of your experience there. Because when you practice mindfulness when things aren't stressful, it builds that muscle. So then you can use it effectively when things are stressful. When your blood sugar is in a good range, it's actually really easy to be present because you feel good about it. It's comfortable for you. But then by practicing being mindful and being intentional about it in that moment... When your blood sugar is out of range and you start, your mind starts wandering and you get off on a, your mind starts kind of grabbing onto those thoughts and those experiences, that practice makes it much easier for, to, for you to bring yourself back and to practice mindfulness when things are stressful. Now, I also want to set some expectations for you and, and recognize what are reasonable expectations for mindfulness. The first thing is you gotta be patient with yourself, you're not gonna do it every time. It's impossible to be mindful at every moment of the day. That's okay. If you're able to be 10% more mindful tomorrow or over the next week than you have been so far, that's a huge win. Also, your mind will wander. You will get wrapped up in your thoughts and emotions. And that's okay. Practicing mindfulness and being quote unquote good at mindfulness is not about having your thoughts not wander, not about not getting trapped in them. Practicing mindfulness with type 1 diabetes successfully isn't not allowing your thoughts to wander or not getting wrapped up into them. Success is noticing when that happens and bringing yourself back to the present moment. It's going to happen, and that's okay. So just be prepared for that, but also recognize that if you, if you, once you notice it, you've got to bring yourself back. Mindfulness is not easy. It's not easy to do. Because one, you may forget, we're so used to not being mindful, but also when you're mindful, uncomfortable things come up. Just be aware of that and be ready for that. But the only way to fail at mindfulness is by not trying it, by not trying to be mindful. You may not be quote unquote successful, but if you try and you're mindful about trying, you're going to be in a great place. So I want you to get started. In the next 24 hours, I want you to make a commitment to practicing mindfulness and to being mindful with your diabetes management in one of the four ways we talked about today. And see how that works. See what impact that has in the way that you perceive your thoughts and the way that you perceive your emotions around diabetes. And let's also see how it impacts your diabetes management behavior. And then hopefully, as a result, your blood sugars. And on that note, I always love hearing from you, and I would really like to hear about what you're doing to manage diabetes mindfully. What's been helpful, what's been challenging? Please tell me about it. To get in touch, you can find me on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist, or send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com. You can also find me on the web at thediabetespsychologist.com. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. If you like what you heard and this was helpful for you, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and post a review on iTunes. That helps me get the word out about this podcast so that as many people as possible with type 1 diabetes can benefit from it. And be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast.